0: Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred With Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey guys, happy Friday! Welcome back. Yes, I have been MIA for a hot minute. I do apologize. Sometimes things come up and life happens, and unfortunately, the podcast gets put on the back burner. But this is uh, my goal: is to have something come out weekly for you guys, um, regardless of what's going on with me. So um, I'm putting that out there so you guys can hold me accountable to that. So, anyways. Um, I was listening to a podcast and it um, got me to thinking I found myself in something they were talking about with business and growth um, and things like that and how just talking about like how change can be scary and not wanting to move forward with something because it feels too hard And I was like, that is me right now. There are um, certain aspects in my business that um, are growing and expanding and I'm trying new things. And sometimes I want to uh, pull back a little bit because I'm like, man, this just feels really hard. I don't know what to do. I've never done this before. Um, I don't like asking for help. (laughs) And um, the thing with like it feels too hard um, and just wanting to like stay the same, it's Because a lot of people will say, like, it's risky to change or do something new. Like, what if it doesn't work? And that's kind of where I found myself. And um, on on the podcast, they were talking about the risk is staying the same. So the risk isn't doing, you know, what's different or changing. It's, you know, if you think about it and you're unhappy in your current situation, the risk is staying the same. And so I'm not unhappy in my current situation, but yes, there are things I would love to change within my business. And so um, the risk isn't me taking the chance on doing it. The risk is staying the same and maybe regretting not doing it later. Um, So anyhow, I found myself in in that uh, like situation or, or whatever with, um, business and things right now. And I just started comparing this to, um, cause they were talking about like why people, um, give up too soon on like just certain things. And I started thinking about, you know, why do I see people stop on their weight loss journeys? Like, what are the things that I see? And so I started relating like a lot of these things they were talking about with like business, to people on their weight loss journeys. And so I'll, I wanted to talk about um, five reasons that I see um, people give up on their weight loss or fitness journey. And again, these are um, you you might find yourself in one of these areas like in some other aspect of your life and that's kind of how like like I said, I was listening to a business podcast and found you know myself in one of those areas but then I thought it's so relatable to um, you know weight loss and fitness journeys and what I see so I wanted to talk about that today um five reasons that I see that people give up on their fitness journeys and things that you can do like if you find yourself in that area, things that you can do to either plan for that or pull yourself out of it or, you know, action steps. So these are in no particular order. Um, The first one is, and I'll just elaborate on what I was talking about. It feels too hard. And so um I see people that when they start counting macros especially they're like it's just so hard it's so confusing I'm just overwhelmed um and honestly when you dig into it it's because they're trying to overhaul and change way too many things at once so it's not that they're just it's not just counting macros it's is too hard um that that is what they're saying, but that's not what they mean. So, again, when you peel back like the layers of the onion, it's that um, it's too hard because they are trying to um, meal plan for a family with it. They are focusing on all of the macros. They are um, trying to grocery shop without, you know, meals in like their head that they're going to make so they're just buying like a bunch of random shit and so there's so many different things that you know that go with it and then they're thinking like how am I going to drink more water and my workouts I got to get those in and I don't know how to get 10,000 steps in because my job is very sedentary and so everything it just becomes very overwhelming and it feels very hard and it's because they've tried to change everything all at once when really they should focus on like one to two things and until they master those, then move on. So if you ever hear people when they're like um, when they start counting macros and they're like, OK, I'm counting macros and I'm going to start intermittent fasting. And then I also like what should be my pre and post workout meals and how much sodium should I take in and what about sugar? And they're focusing on like a bajillion things when really the most important thing for that might just be focusing on their calories at first then they might graduate to focusing on their calories and their protein. Um, And so they're trying to like focus on all these advanced strategies and all of these other things when they just need to focus on like the bare minimum to get the needle moving. And so if you set these small goals that are attainable, that you prove to yourself that you can do something. So counting macros for a lot of people sounds challenging and really it's counting calories again, it's just a more advanced way of doing it. So you're breaking it down and you're counting calories, but you're focusing on what your calories are made up of, which is macros, so protein, fats, and carbs. When honestly, if you just focused on your calories to begin with, you would be golden. Um, And then, like I said, graduate into, okay, I, I am good at tracking my food daily. I've been super consistent with tracking for the last like two weeks, Um, calories in terms of like I'm tracking everything I eat, I'm weighing and measuring it, like those things are locked down. Now I'm going to focus on counting my protein and getting in a minimum of 100 grams a day um, or whatever that looks like. So again, set small goals for yourself. Show yourself that you can do that. And once you prove to yourself that you can, then you can always move up from there. What happens again is people take on way too much at once they make it very black and white. And and if they can't do all of the things, they do none of the things. So again, something is always going to be better than nothing and make it again, very just small attainable goals, break it down, and then you can always build upon those. So for training, if you're someone who can't work out five days a week right now, set it for two or three days a week. Again, once you master that, then it might be, okay, I can easily do four. So It's don't make it so black and white, set small goals for yourself and move up from there. Again, if you start small, there's always room to move up, whether um, it's with your fitness, like workouts or nutrition, Um, same thing with your mindset. So it all works together. But again, that one, um, you know, making it just uh, where it feels too hard and too overwhelming, just set small chunks and small goals for yourself to start and then work from there. Um, The next one is they expect results too soon and unrealistic expectations. I know I've talked about this before on a previous podcast, but um, this one kind of breaks down into comparison. And so it's honestly, you're looking at someone who is probably light years different from you and they're on chapter 20 and you're on chapter one. And so It might, you know, be that they have worked out and trained for years. Um, They don't have any children. They have a job that maybe they're a personal trainer in a gym. um, That's their job. So they're very active anyways. And part of their job is to look good because they're a walking advertisement. Um, So, you know, they don't have kids. Their schedule is very flexible um, and have plenty of time to work out because that's what they do. You don't know all of this. You're just seeing like things on social media. And I'm just using that as an example because I feel like we all get caught up in that. That space. So, whereas you might be a mom of three kids who just started back to school, you might work full time as well. Maybe you're going back to school on the side, or maybe you have a um, side hustle where you sell plunder or um, something else, but you get what I'm saying. So, You obviously don't have the same amount of time to dedicate to training as that person. It's also not your job. Um, It's something that, yes, you want to do to stay healthy, but like you're not, again, a walking advertisement. Um, Maybe you're new to training and tracking your food. So, again, you have to look at like all of those things or take those into consideration so when you're expecting to, you know, look like this person that you saw in 30 days or in 60 days, 90 days, you know whatever that looks like. Again, your metabolism may be totally different. Your activity level is likely very different. So it's there's so much to consider and I think we we forget about all of that and we just automatically go to oh, man, they did this program and they look like this and this amount of time. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose 10 pounds, um, you know, where that person may have a lot more weight to lose than you. Or again, like back to they might have more time to dedicate than you do. So, again, set realistic expectations for yourself. Um, I find that people will often come into especially the shred because it's a four week program. So they're like, man, I saw this girl and she. Um, she looked like this at the end of it. And again, you don't know what her metabolism is like. You don't know how old she is. You don't know what her lifestyle is like. You know, there's just so much that goes into it. Um, I just, I think people set unrealistic expectations and they expect results too soon where for someone, you know, it might take longer. So letting yourself know that up front, like you may be one of those that you crush it in the four weeks and your results are amazing. But coming into it thinking, okay, in four weeks, I'm going to look like a totally different human if you have a ton of weight to lose or you have maybe no muscle mass on your body, um, just things like that. So, again, try to be um, realistic in the expectations that you set for yourself. Understand that things take time. You know, you didn't gain the weight that you're carrying overnight. If you're a new mom, you gained that weight in nine months. So the likelihood of you losing it in one month is probably not great. Um, again, just setting those expectations and understanding that everyone is different. Everyone progresses differently. So trying not to, um, expect like immediate results, like someone else, um, is huge. So again, like the expecting results too soon, unrealistic expectations slash comparing, (laughs) it kind of all lumps into one. Um, but I think that people set out and after like a month or two months are like, I don't look shredded yet. So like, I'm just going to give up. This is just too hard. Like I've killed myself for this long and nothing's happened. Um, whereas, you know, there's probably a lot that's changed. It's just, they're not seeing the things that have changed because, um, it's not as noticeable as they thought it would be kind of thing. The next one I have on here is taking advice from the wrong people. Um, God, this like could apply to every aspect of your life. So (laughs) it's, it's one of those that um, you're not going to take, you know, financial advice from someone who is broke. Um, So it's always thinking about taking advice from someone who is in a situation or lives the lifestyle Um, that you would like for yourself so when we're talking about fitness and nutrition um, you're not going to want to take keto advice from someone who's overweight Um, you know it's I think you understand where I'm going with this so I I feel like that we see these people or we talk to these people at work and or wherever I just say work because yeah I feel like you know you get what I'm saying. You talk to people everywhere. But um, the example I'm saying is you're talking to somebody at work and they're like, oh, I had a friend that lost 40 pounds um, in two months doing keto. And um, they did this, this and this. And it's, you know, they're telling you a story about someone else, but it's not like what they did directly. Or you might have someone that you work with that will tell you like, oh, I did keto and, and lost 20 pounds and I gained it all back. But then Um, you know, I'm going to do that again because it worked for me the first time or, you know, whatever that looks like. And I'm not, um, I'm not trying to knock keto. I, that's just a very common one that I hear people talk about. Keto works great for some people. Um, and some people keep the results and all that great stuff. So again, this is not knocking keto. It's just an example that I'm using. Try not to like piss anybody off here, (laughs) but so it's just really taking advice from someone who is not where you want to be. And this last one that I'm going to talk about, um, this I hear super frequently. I hear this um, when I do check-ins with shred clients. I just, this is one I hear a lot and it's easy to get caught up in this mentality, but it's life happens. So you'll hear someone or I'll hear someone say, oh, I couldn't track this weekend because um, I was under the weather and I didn't feel well. So I wasn't able to track my food at all. And it's not that when you say I couldn't track or I couldn't do something, it's that you chose not to. And I think it's hard to look inward and admit that to ourselves. And it just feels easier to have an excuse. Um, And I know I've done this before. We're all guilty of it. And it is very, again, it's very hard to call yourself out on this. But just really own your choices. So if there's something that comes up every single weekend that is derailing you from making progress, that is a choice. That is not, I mean, again, life's going to happen all of the time. I can tell you right now, there was a client that um, in the shred, I think it was last month. And as soon as we started, she, I can't remember what, she was sick and had, I want to say it was like shingles or something crazy. Um, and she tracked her food like she was on it. She controlled what she could control. She was a coach client. Like I've talked her through all of this. And then it was like the next weekend she broke her ankle. Guys, I can't even make this stuff up. So when you set out to do something like this, yeah, there's going to be crazy stuff that happens. Maybe not that crazy, but this did happen for her. But again, and she handled it, handled it like a champ. Like she totally owned her choices. So, but what I'm, the reason I bring that up is because, There's always going to be something that happens. There's going to be a surprise party for somebody that you hadn't planned for. Um, There's going to be an event that pops up that you've got to go to. There's going to be um, a celebration because you got a promotion or there's going to be, you know, wanting to eat and drink because somebody lost their job or, you know, there's always going to be something. And when I say life happens, that's what I mean. But if it's something that it's every single weekend that you notice yourself in the cycle where you're like, you know, I couldn't track this weekend because this happened. I couldn't track this weekend because there was a wedding and I couldn't track this weekend because my kids had a birthday party. Again, those are choices and you're stuck in a mindset of I can't and I couldn't. So you need to totally reframe how you're thinking of this. The first thing you've got to do is just call yourself on your shit and understand that, yes, this is a choice I am choosing not to track. It's not that I can't. Because if you really look at it, most of the time, even if you're going somewhere where you are not in control of the food, um, you can still throw an estimate in your phone and find things in MyFitnessPal or whatever tracking app that you use and find an estimate so that you can hold yourself accountable for it. And I tell clients this all the time. The untracked days and weekends and the um, not tracking foods because you're like, oh, you know, I didn't track it because it was just too hard to track and I didn't know what was made and blah, blah, blah. And it's really easy to not realize and this is going to sound crazy, but it's really easy to be like, okay, I didn't track it, so I didn't eat it. And I know that sounds nuts for me to say that and you to hear it. But when you think about it and you're like averaging out your calories for the week. And again, I've talked about this a million times where people are like, I'm only eating 1200 calories a day. And then you're like, well, what do you, what about like Friday and Saturday or the weekends or whatever? Oh, I don't track the weekend. And so again, they're thinking that they're only eating 1200 calories a day. But when you average in what they actually eat on the weekend, their average is way higher than they realize. But in their mind, they're only eating 1200 because they're not accounting for that other so that goes back to this. So it's like out of sight, out of mind. Like if you don't track it, you didn't need it. So it's really just the the first thing I tell clients when they're in this like mindset. I tell them, I'm like, even if you don't have control of whatever or you plan to have an untracked meal and you're in a dieting phase or whatever, I would still track it so that you're taking ownership of it. One, you're holding yourself accountable too And three, it's very eye-opening. And it could be eye-opening in a way that you're like, oh man, I had two slices of pizza and that's all the calories it was. That wasn't bad. Like I can eat that more often. Um, But a lot of times it's you track it and you're like, holy cow, I see why I'm stuck now and I'm not progressing um, and why I'm wanting to give up because I feel like I'm only eating 1,200 calories a day. But when I average out what I'm actually eating on the weekends, it's way more than that. So no wonder I'm stuck. So- You really have to um, just take accountability and ownership of it and own it. So again, remembering it's a choice. You always have control of tracking or not tracking. Again, it may not be like super on point, but an estimate is better than nothing. But again, that's a choice that you make. And I tell clients all the time, you can choose not to track and that is totally fine, but you need to be okay with the outcome from not tracking. Um, And so, again, understanding it's a choice, understanding and being okay with the outcome either way, whether you track, choose not to track or whatever. But again, it just um, the point of that one was just really going back to life happens. It's always going to happen. There's always going to be things that pop up. It's really how you react to what happens um, and understanding that if it's a constant something came up, something came up, I couldn't track, I couldn't work out, I couldn't get my steps in, I couldn't, you know, everything's I couldn't, then that's a choice that you're making. So again, I hope that one wasn't like too brutal and hardcore. But um, I think a lot of you will find yourself there. Because again, I say that because I used to be there. Um, And so again, it's just really taking ownership and holding yourself accountable to that. So I'm just going to run through really quick. What those were, again, it was expecting results too soon um, slash having unrealistic expectations slash comparing yourself um, to others' progress um, or journeys or transformations, taking advice from the wrong people. Um, It feels too hard. So setting the small goals and not taking on like too much change all at once. And then the life happens and taking ownership of your um, choices and trying to reframe your I can't and I couldn't mindset to one of I can, I get to, you know, this is what I can control. So. Anyways, um, I hope that one was helpful. I do hope that I know it sounds crazy, but that you find yourself in one of those areas. And like I said, they can apply to other areas of your life, not just um, weight loss and fitness and nutrition. But I do hope that if you did find yourself in one of those areas, I should say, not I hope that you find yourself in there, um, but if you did find yourself in there, that that, you know, kind of is like eye opening for you and brings some clarity for you um, and that it's helpful. So, that's all I've got for you guys today. Um, again, I always appreciate when you share the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you all next Friday. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found a value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.